Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to What's the Word. I just showed us about finding out what inspires people to succeed in their respective careers. My name is Joel John, and thank you for joining me. I had the honor of uh, interviewing Maria Ross, who is make, who was making her fifth appearance on What's the Word to chat about uh, her new uh, Momentum uh, program that she's launching next month. Now, Ms. Ross is the creative director, creator of Red Stripes, which is a brand consultancy that helps startups and small businesses build a resistible brand. And she is the author of three books, and including, and including the newly launched book, ebook series, The Juicy Guys to Entrepreneurs. Now, she has made a lot of media appearances, including on ABC News. Now, you're going to hear uh, how she came up with the program and also, you know, to find out how you can now uh, get, get onto uh, her program as well. So, without further ado, I, before we get to the show, I want to say that I got to give a shout-out to the Jeff Adams Show, which is one of the, one of the most uh, watched shows. Like, and, you know, he's, he's a veteran of uh, radio broadcasting, so check out that show. And also, this, this episode is sponsored by Office in America, which is a... With a co-working space located here in Houston. Now, to you can visit their website www.officeinamerica.com. Now, without further ado, here's the interview with Maria Ross. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be back on the show. Now, now, of course, I gotta ask about uh, you know the last time you've been back on the show, you <coughs> basically told us about your team, and and of course uh, the people, and of course. Uh, I want to t- chat about, uh, you know, your recent, what you've been doing the last uh, year and a half since you've been back, since you've been on the show. Um, well, right now I'm in the middle of launching a year long coaching program called Momentum, and it starts on September 5th. Uh, registration closes on the 31st of August. But I wanted to create a program that was kind of a mashup of a business workshop and a mastermind and an accountability group. And um, created this year-long program where people basically get access to me for a year. And it's about streamlining your marketing efforts, amping up your brand, and most importantly, saving your sanity from marketing overwhelm. So as we go through the the year together, we are building the brand foundation, the brand strategy, which then will inform all your marketing going forward. You've heard me talk about ad nauseum, (laughs) that brand is really the core and essence of your business and it informs everything that you do. So if you just go out trying to do all these different disconnected random marketing tactics, the reason it never works is because there's no foundation. It's like a house built on quicksand. So part of what we're doing in this program together is building our brand foundation, our brand strategy, our, our clear message, our definition of our target audience, our vibe, our personality. But I'm also making it very actionable. I'm making it that every week we are taking a small step with tackling our marketing to-do list, whether it's um, email marketing or networking or blogging or um, also the psychological aspects of running your own business, you know, how to set boundaries, how to say no, um, how to manage your time, how to set goals. So it's, it's really a very practical, but also um, motivational program for people. And I'm in a course like it right now uh, with that format. I love it. Every week people will get an assignment in their inbox. And if they have a busy week, they don't have to do it. They can just keep it for later. Um, And then we all sort of convene and share feedback and offer suggestions on the Facebook group. So um, I'm pretty excited about it. I have 
as you saw, kind of a star-studded lineup of experts that will be on the connection calls every month. And they're exclusive. They're going to be exclusive um, trainings just for the people in the Momentum program. So people like Sarah Von Bargen, people like Amy Schmidauer, um, networking expert Sandy Jones-Kaminsky. So really, by the end of the year, you will have built up your brand and marketing strategy and also put it into action. So you should see very tangible results by the end of our year together, if not, you know, week by week as we go along. I, I think the biggest thing, as you probably know and experience, the biggest thing I hear from clients is that they're overwhelmed by marketing options. And I'm overwhelmed and I'm a marketer. So um, I really wanted to make something that was actionable for people that held them accountable. That wasn't just, you know, four weeks. And then I forget everything I learned and I I, you know, shove it in a file on my laptop, <laughs> but how could you keep people going and build that momentum over time so that it's something that is um, not sort of a quick hit thing that maybe will temporarily work, but won't work over the long haul. I really wanted people to be able to, to put that foundation in place and build that. So that's what I'm working on right now. Um, as well as I released, um, for juicy guides for entrepreneurs around a variety of topics, uh, brand building, inspiration, goal setting and time management, and then just general entrepreneurship. And just a few weeks ago, packaged that into a box set on Amazon. So they get all four eBooks for $5.95. And so I'm pretty excited about that. I've heard great things from people who are like, I'm so busy. And these are like the greatest little digestible nuggets of wisdom. And I, I kind of thought, you know, what would it, what would it be like if at the beginning of my business, I was able to sit down with someone who'd been doing this for a while and pick their brain and just get all the nuggets of advice around a variety of topics related to entrepreneurship. And so having done this for eight plus years now, I decided to do that for other people. And so I, I kind of collected, collected content and advice and insights across a variety of topics and packaged it into something that was a really easy and fun read for people. So it's kind of like a virtual coffee date with me, um, including, you know, very, very transparent about mistakes I've made and lessons that I learned and, you know, sort of a, would I have wanted to know this before I did it? Yes. Okay. So it's going in the book. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's pretty exciting. That The box set is, is a pretty good deal and I'm pretty excited about it. Awesome. Now I got, yeah. now I got to ask, uh, how long did it take for you to, uh, to put together that book? Well, the eBooks are actually, um, it, it's content I've created over the last eight plus years. So, um, the content existed, I, refined it, I polished it, I updated it, and sort of put everything together based on different themes. I've been blogging for eight plus years now. So I had a lot of content that I knew a lot of my new audience had never seen before. And it was valuable. I know that when it first came out, it was really valuable for people. So I decided to package it around more um, specific themes. You know, if you're specifically trying to build a brand and amplify your message, if you're specifically trying to manage your time and set goals, um, if you're specifically just trying to figure out what this whole working for myself thing means, you know, there's, there's, how do you, how do you manage your time? How do you collaborate with people? How do you separate personal from work? time when you work at home, all these different things, and um, just packaged it into a series of four editions, which, um, like I said, it's just everyone's been really, really gracious and, and responded really well to it. So I'm pretty happy about putting it out there. That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. So, 
So of course, uh, like for for many of us, like you know, can you share your journey again, just for those who might not know more about you? How did you decide to just go into uh, the entrepreneur route, and then, then of course, uh, how did you overcome the overwhelm of being an entrepreneur? Yeah. So I um, I've been a marketer or a consultant pretty much my entire career. Um, I, I majored in marketing in college. My first job was at a management consulting firm. And then I went into marketing at Discovery Networks in Bethesda, Maryland. So um, from that point on, I, I was still doing marketing. So my whole career has been marketing, communication, um, facilitation, teaching, training. And um, I then went to work for an ad agency. So I, I was on the agency side and then decided to go to the client side and worked for .com back in 1999. I was their brand manager. So I lived through the first tech bust and got into B2B marketing at that point. So I was working for a series of Silicon Valley startups and small businesses um, doing business-to-business technology marketing and learned a lot kind of being on that side of the marketing equation. And then fast forward to 2008, uh, I just decided it was time to, to, to hang out my own shingle. I'd kind of always dreamed about it, but um, I really just wanted to work with people I liked doing work I loved. And um, now it's been over eight years that I've been doing Red Slice, which is a brand consultancy that helps solopreneurs and startups and small businesses uh, tell their story and tell it in a compelling, truthful way and attract the right people and connect with the right people. Um, because I really believe that, you know, marketing, marketing's taken a really bad rap in, in recent years. <laughs> and there's a lot of marketing out there that makes me truly embarrassed of my profession. Um, especially if you look at like a lot of the food companies and how they market things as nutritious and, you know, or politics or anything like that. So I, I, my philosophy and my approach is really about marketing is not about lying to people. It's about elevating the truth of your story in a clear, concise way so that the people for whom it is applicable pay attention. And so they find you and so that you can solve their problem. And if you are not right for them, if your brand is not the right fit for them, then that's okay. You know, there's, there's plenty of market share to go around. There's plenty of revenue to be made. So, um, I really enjoy doing that work. And then now doing the entrepreneurship thing, I'm able to work with smaller businesses or solopreneurs. And it's so great because these people are, they are their business, right? They're so close to the customer. They're so passionate about what they do. They've, they've created a business because they actually want to solve a problem for people. And that's the work that I really enjoy because there's so many stories there. It's, it's not hard to market. It's just about helping them you know, clarify and articulate and share their story in a, in a crisp, compelling way. And that's really where I connect the dots for people. And that's really cool, though, because it's, it's almost like, you know, at the same time, like how you said, you know, it's like there's enough, uh, you know, business for everyone, basically. There is. And, of course, the problem is, is that many might not think that it is. It's like they feel like they need to wipe out the competition in order to succeed. But it's, but it's like if they... If they understand that if you know like you know that there's business for everyone, that kind of mm -hmm. makes the competition even much more stronger per se. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you know it's your unique approach and story. I, I blog about this a lot, and I'm going to be touching on it a lot in my momentum program. But 
your unique story is what differentiates you. It's not about it's not about doing something that nobody else does. Um, you know, we I think we talked about this last time because you know there's thousands of brand strategists out there, but it's my approach and my story and my work and my philosophy that make me different. And it's the same for anyone out there doing something. It, differentiation is not about doing something that no one else has invented yet. It's just about how do you stand out? How do you, how do you create a brand that's very distinct and unique? And that, yeah, there's going to be a tribe of people that say, Hey, I want to be, I want to be at that party. Um, and you can have a very, you can have a thriving business that way by just clearly communicating to that particular need or that particular audience or that particular problem and not have to worry that there's other people that quote unquote do what you do. Because especially if you're a solopreneur, no one, no one can do it just like you do it. So, um, you know, I really encourage anyone watching that if you're a coach or a consultant or an artist or an author, you know, it's really important to tell your story. I think where people get discouraged is that they're, they're not, they're not telling a clear story or they're not really communicating a value well enough to the right people, or they're trying to boil the ocean, right? They're trying to target everybody and you, you can't, you can't boil the ocean. So um, that's really what I work on with my clients and with my students is, you know, how do we, how do we put some boundaries around this and how do we help you focus your efforts so that you can do less, but achieve more. Yeah. And that's, I, and it's important that you touch on that because it's like, you know, with social media. Now, how important is it for us, you know, for how important is social media for like a small business or a solopreneur? Well, I mean, and I hate to give the consultant answer that that totally depends on your business and your audience and your message. Um, I know very successful consultants who never had a website, never used social media, and they were making six figures a year. So that's what worked for their business and their clientele and the, the benefits they were offering. For other people, if you're trying to have a global reach, if you're trying to launch virtual programs, if you're trying to um, you know, create a platform as a media personality, then yeah, you probably need to be involved in social media in some aspect. Um, but it's about using social media effectively. So um, one of the lessons that I... Uh, one of the modules in my momentum program is about social media overwhelm, not a particular, like how to use Twitter or how mm -hmm. to use Facebook, but how do you determine a, should you be using social media at all? B, which social media channels should you be using? And it really comes down to two things. It comes down to where is your target audience? And that's why you have to know who they are very specifically. And what do you enjoy doing? You know, if there's, if there's a social media channel, you're trying to be on 19 of them and you're doing them all really badly, then you're not going to get any traction. You're just going to waste a lot of time and effort. But if you can say, okay, my audience tends to be, you know, I've done some research. I've listened to some conversations. They tend to be in about six channels, but I really enjoy these two. I really enjoy LinkedIn and Twitter. Then that's where you should spend your time because, you know, what you don't want to do is completely go to a, a, a channel that your target audience is nowhere to be found. Like if you're targeting, you know, chat, you know, I mean, it's just, there's some common sense rules around things, but I think people get wrapped up in social media and that's, you know, kind of the, the, the takeaway I have from that module in momentum is let's all calm down about social media. Like 
businesses have been making money for centuries without social media. Um, and that's not going away anytime soon. Is it a powerful channel? Absolutely. I mean, we have never been able to interact with companies and personalities the way we can with social media. However, it's a tool. It's just a tool. It's not a strategy. It's not a, it's not the only thing you should be doing with your marketing, but you know, a, a tool is only as good as the artist. And if you are killing yourself trying to be on like nine different social media platforms and doing, like I said, doing it all really badly, you're, you're just wasting time and money doing that. So that's kind of how I, I approach the social media equation. And I, I do think it's important to help you build brand awareness, but it, it depends on your goals. And I think people need to take a step back and think about what is their goal for using social media. I'm, I'm very, for example, and you probably are too, I'm very clear as to how I use social media. Um, I know that most of my, my direct revenue per se is not going to come from social media, but I know my brand awareness and my connections and my network building come from social media. So I have a very realistic expectation of what I'm going to get from those efforts. And people need to ask themselves, what is it they're trying to accomplish with social media and be very honest with themselves on if that's possible. Yeah. And, and of course it's, it's almost at the same time, like you, like how you say, you know, like for example, with live streaming, you know, like the new bright and shiny objects that's coming out. It's like you're hearing like people saying, "Oh, you need to be on this uh, social media platform," or like for example, like you need to be on Periscope, or you need to be on, uh, you know, on a uh, Snapchat per se. But it's like you might think, you know, why you need to be there when you feel comfortable using the the social media platform that you feel that's right for you, mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. where your audience is at. To. Absolutely. It's an intersection of, of sort of your own de personal desire and where your audience is. Now, if you sell a particular product or have a particular business where, you know, you absolutely should be using Periscope or you absolutely should be using Snapchat, then yeah, you probably, that might be a channel or a tool that you have to learn. But 98% of the people out there and probably the people watching can probably deal with the social media channels we have. And then, you know, if they have an interest in new ones coming on as, as old ones die off, you know, there's, there's going to be a constant evolution of that. And I'm not saying you, you get static or you get sort of like stuck in your ways, but um, I think the constant pace of technology and the new apps and the new tools coming out is just stressing people out for no reason. So um, just bide your time and just, you know, where, Focus more on what you're going to do to engage your audience, no matter what channel or tool you use. That's that's a better use of your time than than worrying about how to figure out the next app or the next social media platform. All right, in my opinion, definitely, <laughs> definitely agree with you. Now, now I got access. Uh, what are the challenges of you know running a business, or in the, in in your case right now, creating a program, a coaching program per se? Um. How much time do you have? I got <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, you, I mean, you know, and probably many of the people watching this know, I mean, entrepreneurship, whatever, you know, whatever you call it, 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 it could be uh, freelancing or being a business owner or being, like I said, being an artist or an author or speaker, whatever it is that your work. Um, when you work for yourself, it's, 
it's not easy. You, you've got to do everything yourself. So you, there has to be something in you that's willing to do more than just the thing that you do. Um, there's a great book called um, The Entrepreneur Equation by Carol Roth. And she is very tough love about you should not start your own business if blah, blah, blah. And one of it is remembering that, you know, if you love, if you love baking cupcakes and you want to start a bakery, those are two different things. Because if you start a bakery, you're probably only going to spend a very small portion of your time actually baking. You're going to be doing the books. You're going to be doing the marketing. You're going to be doing sales. You're going to be doing facilities. You're going to be doing uh, contract negotiations. You're going to be doing rent. You're going to be, you know, there's a lot of other things. So you have to be able to be someone who can have their hand in a lot of pots at the same time. And that's not to say multitask because some of it you have to outsource. You, you can't be an expert at everything. So you have to be able to know what is in your wheelhouse and what it, it's better to outsource or not do or whatever. But it's, it's so much more than just the work you do. You know, for me, I do brand strategy for clients, but do I spend my eight hours of my day working on brand strategy for clients? No, I'm blogging, I'm marketing, I'm doing media interviews, I'm, you know, balancing my books and doing all these other things. And, and I enjoy that. Um, not all of it, but you know, <laughs> some of it. And so I think that's the biggest challenge is understanding that when you run your business, you're, you're doing more than just the thing your business does. And you have to, and it's okay to say, I don't want to do that. You know, if you're the baker and you're like, no, I, my passion is baking cupcakes, not running a business. Then you should go work for another bakery and bake cupcakes hundred percent of the time. It doesn't mean you're a failure. It means that you know what you want. And so, um, for me, I just wanted flexibility. I wanted independence. I had a very good corporate career and I may go back to that someday. You know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily an entrepreneurial lifer, um, but right now this works for me and I enjoy it and it, and it fits my life. All right. And the flip side of that question is what are the rewards of creating a, <laughs> a, a coaching program and also, you know, running a business? Yeah, I think that, um, like I said, it's independence. It's, it's, there's a stress and you can probably relate to this. You know, if you if you've worked for other people, there's and worked for other companies, there's a stress there that has nothing to do with the work you do, right? It's the politics, it's the uh, management of people, it's the communication conflicts, it's you know all of these things. And I like that I every decision starts and ends with me, so there's no politics, there's no like tiptoeing around things, there's no you know I I just really enjoy that freedom. It it's it's stress of a different kind and it's a stress that feels better to me. Um, I enjoy the flexibility. I love that I can say yes or no to clients and I have for a variety of reasons. Um, I love that I can scale up and scale down as I need to, to, you know, if my family needs me, I have a two-year-old, you know, if I want to take him to the zoo one day, you know, I can give myself the day off. Um, but I, I just think there's a lot of rewards when it comes to that. I think for me, it's the autonomy and the, and the independence, the freedom from, from politics that I really enjoy. That's awesome there. <laughs> now, uh, now, uh, now you mentioned before about, you know, you doing me interviews. Now I got to ask this question. Uh, it, you know, you've, I mean, you, your, your media appearances has you basically put you on the map in a lot of ways. Uh, how, how can entrepreneurs uh, use like you know press 
use the press for their business if they're like on a small budget per se? Yeah, I think that um, it's just like social media and that you have to know why you want media. So uh, for me, I was trying to build, you know, I, I'm an author and a speaker and I, I'm trying to build thought leadership around my topic area. So media, pursuing media is, is a good strategy for me. Um, if you're just trying to sell stuff, you know, maybe it's, you don't need to put all your eggs in that basket, but I think no, the biggest thing is knowing what your goals are with why you want to be in the media, why you think you need media coverage to succeed. Um, it's funny. I just had lunch the other day with a friend of mine who runs a PR agency and she does PR for hospitality and food and wine and, you know, tourist lifestyle brands. She has conversations with clients, which, which are like, no, you, you don't need PR right now. You actually need to focus on selling more stuff and building that credibility before you get in the news, before you start sharing your story. Like you need the grassroots stuff. And I, I just thought that was really interesting because not a lot of PR people will tell you that. Wow. Um, I know. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. But um, back to your question, I think that for me, it's been good from a thought leadership perspective. It's been good to give me credibility when people are booking me as a speaker um, for their conference or for their company. And, um, in addition, I, since I'm also a writer, I've, I've had the luxury of being able to contribute to media. So not just as someone being interviewed by the media, but writing guest columns. I have a Huffington post column. I have an entrepreneur.com column. Um, and that's again, another way to build that thought leadership. So, um, you know, do I sell, you know, X number more books the minute I'm on an MSNBC show? No, you know, it's, it doesn't work that way, but it's, it's sort of creating a body of work over time and um, having that give me credibility as a thought leader. Um, I know a few, uh, I know a few businesses who, for example, have made appearances on Shark Tank and for them, it was an increase in business. You know, one of them was a, was an e-commerce website that imported products and they immediately saw the results of being on shark tank even though they turned down the ridiculous offer they were offered you know because it actually wasn't a very good deal that they were offered so but just having that appearance in the media did give them a bump in website visits and sales and exposure and so you know for them that was a good call but not every business based on your own goals based on what you're trying to do with your brand um, not every business needs to be in the media. Okay, now, now quickly, uh, do you mind giving the name of your friend? Because I, because I think that's really cool that she basically gave some great advice. Because I know that many might not, you know, has said has said what she said to the people. Yeah, she, this is not really her audience, so okay. I'm, I'm not going to reveal that. But, um, but yeah, I'm just, I mean, in general, it's just, it's just something to keep in mind that sometimes in your mind, you think, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be on a national news show. That's automatically going to lead to more sales or more clients or more customers. And it doesn't always. So, you know, think about where you want that to take you, um, where you want it. What is the reason that you're pursuing that and, and have a clear goal when you appear in the media, you know, what is it that you're trying to promote? What is it that you're trying to convey? Um, and just use the opportunities to do that as they come and not just think, Oh, this is just the, the cure all. I'll never have to market again because I did a two minute appearance on good morning America one time. Like that's not the reality of, of how things work so, for most of us, unless you're on Oprah and then, you know, you're fine. But <laughs> <laughs> So 
and of course, like, you know, it's like, you know, for anyone just starting out, you know, with a not well-known media to get the practice in mm-hmm. there to, you know, so that you could build a body of work so that when, you know, Excellent. so that when, like, say, like a large media outlet contact you, they can see all of your past interviews, per se. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and I've had, I've had, um, I've been really lucky to have people that have hired me for speaking engagements because they saw past media that I did and they, and they know what they're going to get, right. They know my style. They know, um, how I communicate. They know my philosophies because of, you know, interviews like this, <clears throat> I talk about my philosophies. So, um, it's a nice calling card to have for people. All right. Now, Maria, since, uh, you know, you've done plenty of interviews, <laughs> on the show, uh, you know, on past shows, I give uh, people who, well, I normally give people who are podcasters, broadcasters, so if I'm to ask me a question, I'm going to allow you to ask me a question on the show here. Okay. So you need to remind people that you do that. Okay. <laughs> ask them I'm sorry. Because I always forget and you always put me on the spot. I'm sorry. Um, so you can delete this part out. Um, That's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess my question would be back to you. What are the, what are the downside? What are the challenges and the rewards of you working for yourself? Uh, the, the challenges are gaining customers. That's the biggest challenge there. Mm-hmm. And of course I had to, I had to, uh, re, I had to pivot my business to a social media consultancy to where I can, you know, use it as a, you know, to try to like, you know, become profitable per se. Mm-hmm. And so that's the biggest challenge, but the rewards is I can choose, uh, you know, who I want to work with per se. Right. And of right. course, uh, being, you know, and of course, like, you know, having a podcast, I can choose who I want to interview on the show mm-hmm. because I know that they are the, the type of people who are succeeding correctly and who really gets it in, in why they are in business and they're not just mm-hmm. in it to just make money, but they're in right. it to solve people's problems and make the world better. <laughs> Totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, that's very similar to what I said. And I think if you ask almost anyone that works for themselves, their answer would probably be very similar. So, um, you know, it's, it's an interesting journey. It's not the entrepreneurial lifestyle is not necessarily an easy one. Um, it's, if you, if you don't, if you're not comfortable with instability, if you're not comfortable with risk, if you're not comfortable with the unknown, um, it's, probably not a good choice for you. And that's okay. Like that's totally okay. There's different, different strokes for different folks. And, um, you know, I admit, I, I don't know actually if I, I mean, I'm married and I have, you know, my husband works for a company and, you know, we get benefits and we get all these things and I appreciate that stability. Would I still be an entrepreneur if I was completely on my own? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. So, um, it's not a sign of weakness if you, decide that entrepreneurship is not for you. I think it's, it's a, just like anything else. It's like deciding what you want to be when you grow up and not everybody wants to be an astronaut or a fireman or a doctor and not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. So, um, you know, you just have to figure out what's right for you. All right. Now I got to ask this question. Uh, who in your mind is uh, using social media correctly and why should a sports organization or any business organization to use social media? Like, what I mean is like like with engagements, like say on Twitter, which who are engaging with their audience per se? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'm trying to think of who 
who I follow and who I enjoy. Um, and my mind is drawing a blank. Um, again, I wish I had prepped for this. Sorry. Um, that's okay. Uh, I mean, the, the ironic thing is, I think, and maybe it's just because who I follow, but a lot of the people that are doing social media the right way, and this makes sense, they are social <clears throat> media experts, right? They're the ones out there with the courses and the and the, the books and the trainings. And um, like, I just read a great article today, and I can't remember the guy's name that put it out there, but it was about the psychological, the psychological aspects of Twitter and, and, and how five psychological traits that will help you do better with marketing on Twitter. And it was super useful. And a lot of the information in there was about, you know, um, being generous and sharing information and giving people a shout out and, you know, promoting something of theirs for no reason, even mm -hmm. if you don't get anything back. So I think the people out there that are using it as a genuine, um, value channel are the ones doing really well. If people are just out there taking pictures of their cat, you know, maybe they've got a lot of followers. I don't know how successful their business is, but, um, but you can tell the people that are generously giving great content over and over and then engaging, not just scheduling it and forgetting it, but actually getting in and addressing questions and thanking people for, for giving them a shout out or sharing their content. Um, I think that those people are just, are using it very, very effectively. All right. Now, uh, three more questions. And I know I'm scared now, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, but it's like, you know, the normal question. Uh, if you had the opportunity to spend one day with someone you admired past or present, who would that person be? Um, you know, I don't know if it's because of what's going on right now, but I'd really love to spend an afternoon with Michelle Obama. Um, I, I just so admire her and I'm going to miss her so much when she leaves the white house, because I feel like she's been such a modern, classy, articulate, intelligent representative for our country. Um, and I, she just seems like a ton of fun and I would just love to, to sit down and talk to her about her journey and about, um, you know, her life and how she made her decisions about career and family and, um, also talk to her. I know she does a lot of work with women and girls. And so I'd really love to talk to her about that work. All right. Now, uh, where can people find out more about uh, your business and also the new momentum program that's going to be coming out very soon? Yeah. So um, the program's out. Signups going on right now. Um, they can go to red-slice.com. And at the top of the homepage, they'll see a link to take them to the momentum information. Or they can just go to red-slice.com backslash momentum. Um, I love using Twitter. So if they want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at red slice. And I also have a Facebook tribe, um, facebook.com slash red slice. So they can kind of keep up on, on everything that's going on. But, um, I would especially love if people want to sign up for my email list, red slice nation and get weekly insights and free tips and tricks and, um, just things to think about in terms of not just your marketing and your brand, but this whole thing, this whole crazy entrepreneurial journey that we're all on. So, um, my tribe is full of, of, of entrepreneurs, of business owners, of coaches, consultants, artists, authors, speakers, um, all kinds of interesting people. And I would love for them to be part of that as well. All right. Well, Maria Ross, again, I want to say thank you for coming back on the show. I take the thank time out so of much. your busy schedule. I'm truly honored. Uh, do you have any uh, final words of our audience? 
No, I just really, really invite people to check out Momentum and not be scared that it's a 12-month program because, you know, success is not an overnight thing. And, um, you know, if they really want to make their marketing more effective and amplify their message to the world, because a lot of people, especially watching this, have a lot of important things that need to be heard. And I want to help them amplify that message to the world. So I hope they'll check out Momentum. All right. Maria Russ, again, thank you for joining me on What's the Word. Thank you. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed uh, that this episode with Maria Russ. Uh, she is really awesome. And you can you're gonna visit her website at www.redstack.com and also uh, you know sign up for the Memento program as well and also uh, follow her blog post as well because it is really awesome and you know and also get her get her uh, her uh, her new ebook the Juicy Guys Entrepreneurs I can guarantee you you will learn a lot from her you know once you uh, check out all of her uh, her programs too so. Please visit her website again at www.red-life.com. Well, everyone, uh, that is it for today's uh, show. I want to thank you for joining me on What's the Word. And if you missed this episode live, it will be archived on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. And also, you can visit my social media consultancy uh, website at www.balalamia.com forward slash podcast dash to listen to this. Please uh, check it out as well. Well, thank you again, and also just let you know that just a just a reminder that this this show is uh, sponsored by Office of America, which is a co-working space. And visit you can visit their website www.officeofamerica.com. So uh, thank you again for joining me on What's the Word. This show is about finding out what inspires people to succeed in their respective careers. My name is Cheryl John. Be real and be independent. And then leave me now with Hannes uh, Beret Hanneman with Opus One. Have a great uh, day, everyone, and we'll see you guys next Tuesday.